The Lucid Visual Collaboration Suite makes it simple to get work done as a team, anytime, anywhere. Join over 30 million users and 99% of the Fortune 500 to see and build the future with LucidChart and LucidSpark. It all comes down to effective collaboration and communication. Brainstorm, plan your strategy, and diagram the details to get your next project across the finish line faster. With Lucid, it's easier than ever to turn ideas into reality. Welcome to the Product Podcast, brought to you by Product School. Here, you'll get fresh insight from the people at the very top of the tech companies who make the products we love. Remember, you can learn product management live online. Visit productschool.com to discover our new certificate path. There, you can also join the world's largest community of PMs and network with the leaders from these podcasts at our online events. There's something happening almost every day. Hi, I'm Clara Liang, Head of Hosting Geos at Airbnb. I first joined the company five years ago as a product director, and today my team and I look after our guests and our hosts and represent their local needs in over 220 countries and regions all around the world. My name is Anne Diaz. I'm the product lead for our anti-discrimination team here at Airbnb, and my team really works towards creating a more equitable Airbnb product experience through a combination of research, consultation, and collaborative product development with teams across the entire business. Anne and I are really excited today to discuss building products with purpose. You know, as PMs, of course, we all strive to build amazing products for our users. These can be customers, buyers, guests, and hosts. And a lot of times we talk about impact and we mean revenue or user growth or creating really cool new experiences that didn't exist before. We should also think about our purpose. Purpose gives direction and intentionality to our impact, and it can amplify the impact. At Airbnb, our purpose is rooted in connection and belonging, powered by our community. And it's so important for PMs to think about. We are stewards of the product roadmap and how that roadmap ties back to your larger purpose. A roadmap is what we build when and importantly, why? And a huge part of Roadmap in our role is prioritizing. Every single day, we make decisions of what to work on and also what not to work on right now, which means by definition, some features and potentially some users might be included and others not just yet. So we have a responsibility and an opportunity to think holistically and be really intentional about the trade-offs we're making, both the intended ones and the unintended. And as PMs, we also play a key role in how our cross-functional teams work together and how we make sure our insights and our knowledge and expertise on our team become shared across the entire company. So today, we wanted to share a few things that PMs can think about as we go about our days to build purposeful products. Who you're building with and how you bring the full experience of your team to life. How you define success for your team and your product and how you measure it and who your product actually impacts. Over the years, Anne and I have been really lucky to work together on some very meaningful projects along the way. And so we have some stories from our journey together that we're excited to share. One of them was actually working on improving our product for travelers with physical disabilities. Exactly. So first, let me share some context. I actually started my career at Airbnb as a user experience researcher. And one of my colleagues on the team had a father who himself was in a wheelchair. 
And I remember we were at lunch one day and, and she actually brought up this idea uh, from her own personal experience of could we do more as researchers to understand and think about how we might better serve guests with physical disabilities. So at Airbnb, our product is really a facilitator. It helps you find the right place to stay, of course, but the full experience is about so much more than finding a home online. It often includes meeting your host, staying in the home, and having this brand new experience in an entirely different culture. So years ago, when I started having this conversation with this colleague, travelers with disabilities could search for homes that were labeled as, quote, wheelchair accessible on Airbnb. That's it. One label, one filter. Honestly, I'm not even sure if we defined anywhere on the platform what we meant by wheelchair accessible. And this was a challenge for a number of reasons. First, there is no global standard for wheelchair accessibility. Some countries like the United States have their own national guidelines around this, but others have none. And beyond this challenge, many of our hosts had little exposure to or understanding of the real needs of guests with physical disabilities. So their own sort of mental model of what would be wheelchair accessible just didn't always match up with reality. And so as this work started, it was really a research project first. And our initial intention was let's learn, let's create a really strong global definition for wheelchair accessible. But as we conducted usability tests and focus groups with travelers with physical disabilities, we found that actually we needed to have more granular specific accessibility features rather than just one single checkbox for wheelchair accessible to ultimately really help guests with disabilities better find listings that met their specific needs across the globe. So we worked across the product org and made an update. We went from that one checklist to a list of many features that were more specific. Things like step-free entry, wide doorway, roll in shower. And you know, this was a really good start. It helped hosts be descriptive about their home's accessibility features. And it ultimately gave guests a bit more information that they needed to find the right home for them. And you know, it was really my colleague's personal experience and her perspective. And of course that her feeling comfortable enough to bring that to work that really helped kickstart these improvements. It was through this experience that we began to recognize even more so how critical and important it was to continue to diversify the expertise of our team to really take this work to the next and ultimately more impactful level. And Clara, you and I were actually sitting next to each other at the time. That's right. um, and I remember talking to you about this challenge and, and you ended up sort of taking that need and ultimately doing some incredible work to lead the acquisition of a company called Accountable. You know, um, I remember realizing how complex the domain was as we were doing this research and also how important it was to our mission and our purpose to make a difference. And then wanting to push really, really quickly to make those improvements. You know, there are over 1 billion people with disabilities in the world today, according to the World Health Organization. And so in order to be more inclusive, we needed to better understand the challenges of folks with disabilities and what they face while traveling and how to best serve them. So Accountable, it was this company founded in 2015 by two incredible founders, Shreen and Martin, two friends with spinal muscular atrophy, and they love to travel all over the world. But they were really frustrated by how hard it was to find a great place to stay that 
had reliable accessibility information. And so they launched Accommable to make it easier. And I just remember in the first year after joining Airbnb, Shreen and his team brought so much knowledge and expertise, and they also brought creativity and drive as founders. And they helped us build on that initial list of features that you just mentioned. And based on you know, the work they pioneered at Accommable, helped us continue to study and really understand the experience for guests and hosts and how to make it better. So we had heard that you know, photos could be really helpful. If a host provides specific photos of each feature, it will help a guest understand specific information and it's easier to make a decision whether a listing would be a good fit for them. So a step-free entrance or a roll-in shower was no longer up to interpretation if you could just see what it looked like. And, and of course, you know, the work didn't stop there. I think you know, since, since then, it has really become a cross-company effort as more and more teams have learned uh, from this work and understood the opportunity and the challenges we can tackle. At 100%, 100%. You know, by diversifying our team, we diversified our expertise and our understanding. And while Shreen and the Accountable team brought their expertise to Airbnb, that expertise ultimately, it had a ripple effect throughout the company. They helped elevate the perspective and the product development work of teams throughout the organization. And really the continued investment and improvement in in-home accessibility that, that Clara, you mentioned, it's really, it's not just driven by one team, it's driven by this range of product teams. It's the product folks who work on search, our team that's focused on verification and accuracy, our merchandising team, they all own refining key parts of the experience for our guests with physical disabilities. And ultimately that ownership, of course, is informed by the expert insights and foundations set by the Accommable team. And so this has really helped us to expand our consideration too beyond physical accessibility across the company. For example, um, earlier this year, we actually launched a category of online experiences that were specifically designed with neurodiverse guests in mind. Representation matters. And yet the burden for fixing problems that affect different groups shouldn't rest solely on the shoulders of those who are most impacted. Ultimately, this work has to be a shared responsibility, one that's thoughtful, one that's informed, and one that really brings and keeps experts at the table. So we've talked about the need to deeply understand the needs of your community and how important it is to ultimately amplify the voices of experts within your work. And while we were doing this for in-home accessibility, it really helped us to hone in on these tangible features that we could create. However, oftentimes designing products with inclusion in mind, it means that not only are you addressing the sort of tangible things, but you're also addressing concerns that maybe are a little bit less visible and harder to measure. So an integral part of my work on the anti-discrimination team is really understanding the social context that our products are operating within. And it's recognizing too that despite best intentions, no online platform or marketplace is immune to the problems of racism and discrimination. Those grave social problems, they have a real impact on the experiences that people have or are prevented from having when using the products that we build. And so it's critical that we measure and truly understand the impact of those problems on our communities. Now look, discrimination, prejudice, bias, these are gigantic societal problems. 
And globally, every single one of us is grappling with them. They're disturbing problems. They're demoralizing. They're daunting. And they're institutionalized. So as a global travel platform, we're not, again, immune. And that's why in 2016, we actually set up this anti-discrimination task force to tackle these problems head on. The task force was made up of almost 50 people across the company in every single function, product to policy, operations to employee experience, and it was ultimately led by our executive team. And Clara, I know you were a part of those conversations early on. I was, and I remember this so well. The task force was spinning up right as I was joining Airbnb. And this was some of the work I was most inspired by and played a big role in my deciding to join the company. You know, the task force in the early days worked to identify experience gaps, understanding the ways in which people experience our products, both positive and negative. And, you know, usually as product leaders, we often focus on a golden path. We can make some assumptions as to how our product works and why it works that way. And so this was about understanding where our assumptions may not necessarily apply. And we did this work with the help of some incredible experts. We were able to engage Laura Murphy, the former legislative director of the ACLU. We also worked with Eric Holder, former attorney general, and a range of really incredible civil rights organizations. One of the most important things we realized as we started to take on this work, is just how important it is to be very clear and direct with our community, our hosts and our guests about our commitment to creating an inclusive travel experience and that we have zero tolerance for discrimination. While we had a non-discrimination policy, the task force helped us to strengthen it. And from it, we created the community commitment. We wanted to bring focus and attention in the core product to this commitment. And so when you become a host or guest on Airbnb, everyone is required to attest to it. It's in the core signup flow. And you know, as PMs, you know, adding another step in the signup process, it's generally not the best for conversion, but that's precisely why we had it in the signup flow because we knew people would see it and it mattered. In fact, if a user declines to attest to this commitment, we provide more information about our expectations and our policies. And we let them know there's serious consequences if they decline it. It will actually cancel their account. And so we launched this feature, even though it caused friction in the product experience, even though it meant that some users would not join. In fact, over a million people have actually declined this commitment. And so as a result, they aren't part of Airbnb today. This was a trade-off that was worth making. The commitment to an inclusive community mattered so much to us. Exactly. And, you know, I think that while setting expectations, it, it might seem small, but it is a critical first step. And it's really ultimately the foundation for additional product changes that address bias and discrimination head on. And so, you know, Airbnb, we're kind of wondering where, where to start. And on our platform, the experience of booking a home, it is one of the most important core parts of the entire platform itself. Without a smooth booking experience, guests can't reserve a home to stay in for an upcoming trip. And so because of this import, we decided to focus our product work first on preventing and addressing discrimination and bias within the booking flow. Now, academic research shows that photos or how someone looks, that can really introduce a lot of bias into decision-making. So we updated our core booking experience to delay the display of the guest profile photo to hosts 
until after a booking is confirmed as opposed to before it. And in delaying the display of those photos to a more appropriate time in the product flow, we found that we could actually reduce that bias while understanding at the same time how it impacted critical business metrics. You know, as product leaders, we all know that what you measure is what you prioritize. And since we're in this for the long haul, we decided to set out to create a methodology that would enable us to measure racial inequities in the product experience at scale in a really privacy-centric way. Our goal was to devise a process that would help us uncover where those inequities are, are occurring, which in turn would help us build better products and policies to address them, and then allow us to measure our progress as we continue to kind of chip away at those issues. And so we worked with a number of civil rights groups, privacy groups, and academics over two years to refine a solution, a rigorous process that ultimately generates anonymized demographic data. We call this methodology Project Lighthouse. And when we launched this in June of last year, we also published a technical paper that really detailed the process. And our hope was that other folks within product, like many of you on the line here today, can take that technical paper and really utilize the methodology and hopefully improve upon it. In May, we were really honored and honestly humbled when this work was recognized by the tech spotlight at the Harvard Kennedy School's Belfer Center. And later this year, we're going to be publishing our first Lighthouse annual report. We want to share what we've learned so far while we've been using this methodology. And it's our hope that more companies start to do this work too. You know, just as this work can't be done in a silo within a company, we as an industry can't make progress in creating more inclusive, equitable product experiences behind our own closed doors. We need to learn from one another. It's such a good point. When you zoom out, when you work together, you can often start to see things in new ways. Which brings me to our next point, considering who your product impacts. You know, so often as builders, we talk about our users. We emphasize user-centered design. We talk about use cases and jobs to be done. And while we might have a direct relationship with the users that signed up for us, you know, they clicked our terms of service, if you will, the actual impact of our products is often much broader. And we can touch many people across the ecosystem at Airbnb, this includes the family and friends that our guests bring with them when they travel. It includes the neighbors who live near our hosts. Often there are teams of people that help our hosts. This may include cleaners or repair professionals, and it actually extends to the entire community where Airbnb's trips take place. This can be coffee shops and restaurants, it can be local governments and more. And so we formalized five stakeholder groups that are very important to us our hosts and our guests, the communities where Airbnb trips happen, our shareholders, and also our employees. And we actively consider the impact of our decisions on each of these groups of stakeholders. You can imagine, it's not easy. Not every decision we make can make everyone happy. But in considering our impacts and trade-offs and taking a view holistically, we can actually balance how we serve each of our important stakeholders over time it helps us make more purposeful choices. An example of how this comes to light is a recent product we announced called the City Portal. So normally you expect us to build products for our guests and for our hosts. The City Portal is what it sounds like, a product built specifically for cities. These might be local governments or tourism boards, for example. And the City Portal can provide a holistic view of trends in the destination. A city can see how many guests have visited or how much tax was collected. 
It also helps city manage their short-term rental policies through this portal, and they can access support and resources that actually help support travel in their area. It's super early days, but it's an example of how supporting our hosts and our guests actually means thinking about the broader impacts. And Airbnb working in partnership with their local community and government actually helps many more people. It makes hosting easier and it makes traveling even safer. You know, another example would be our efforts last year on frontline stays, where we built special features in our products so that hosts could offer places to stay for COVID-19 responders who either needed to be closer to their workplace or safely distanced from their families during the onset of this global pandemic. It's an example of how hosts, Airbnb, local governments, and also community organizations came together to support those that were taking care of all of us. In the first six weeks of launching um, Frontline Stays, over 200,000 places were offered by our community and over 100,000 nights were booked in either free or subsidized accommodations. And countless patients and family members and community members benefited as well. So hopefully these examples have been helpful in framing just a bit of the opportunity that we all have. It's all a work in progress, but the beauty of building products with purpose is the journey. You know, we continue to learn, Anne and I work together with our whole teams and continue to find new ways that we can have impact. And we'd love to hear from you on things that you've tried and learned along the way too. Getting started isn't hard. All of us can do it. I think all of us should do it. I'll leave you with a few thoughts. First, activate the diverse experiences of your team. Prioritize diversity in your hiring. Make sure that you're elevating all of the voices on your team. Where you're lacking expertise, find external experts that can help. And also think about how your team works together. Meetings, Slack, brainstorms, hallway chats. Are you creating a culture as you work together where everyone feels like they can actually share their experiences, their observations, and bring their whole selves to work? Second, align your purpose with your measurement. In addition to your core metrics, you know, we all have our growth or uptime or retention metrics. What else do you want to measure? And as you're setting goals and OKRs for your team, are you defining the full definition of what success looks like for your team? Make sure you measure what matters, all of it. And third, consider all of your stakeholders, not just your direct users. As a PM, you have this incredible power and privilege to touch so many people around the world. Make sure you're prioritizing features and new tools that serve the audiences you care about. Your impact transcends the product experience. You can really improve the world in ways you may not even realize for your team, for your users, for all of the stakeholders and the community at large. I really encourage you to think through that. It's pretty exciting and powerful. Never underestimate your impact. Thank you. The Lucid Visual Collaboration Suite makes it simple to get work done as a team, anytime, anywhere. Join over 30 million users and 99% of the Fortune 500 to see and build the future with LucidChart and LucidSpark. It all comes down to effective collaboration and communication. Brainstorm, plan your strategy, and diagram the details to get your next project across the finish line faster. With Lucid, it's easier than ever to turn ideas into reality. Thank you for listening to the product podcast. If you like this episode, 
don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. For more product insights, head over to productschool.com.